0: hey what is up you guys and welcome to this episode of the critical points basketball podcast i'm your host abhinav dirumala and this is my co-host Shield patel what's up guys hope you're having a great day let's talk some more basketball we're joined here today by a special guest adam at He's also the host of the Bigger Picture podcast. Adam, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. What is up?
1: What is up, guys? I'm honored to be on this show and a bit about myself as a basketball fan. Uh, I've been a casual Raptors fan for as long as I can remember. I I got to I actually got to see a Raptors game in the 2016-17 season, and I got to see my favorite duo of Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. And yeah, I've been. Uh, following ball closely for the past uh, two seasons now so yeah that's a bit about myself
2: thank you guys for having me on the show Uh, thank you for coming bro exactly of course course. all right let's uh let's get into it so we have a lot of topics today and let's start off with the trade fallout you know what's happened after the trade deadline who's won who's lost you know things like that you want to start us off
0: mr abanoff Yes, I will. So today, like uh, each of us, we're going to be looking at, we're going to be taking a special look at one specific player. So for me, the special player that I'm going to be looking at is for Corey Joseph. Wow. Wow. As you guys know, Corey Joseph was majestically traded for DeLon Wright, and he was traded with two second round picks. So currently, Corey Joseph is in Detroit, and he is going to be waived after this season because his contract will later be non-guaranteed. And yeah, he's just a veteran bench guy on the Detroit Pistons. I'm not sure why they even needed him, but yeah,
2: that's. Um, I mean, it is the
0: Pistons. They are in last place. Yeah, exactly. So, Shield, who's your fi- who's your player that we're going to be taking a closer look at today? Before
2: I say that, I, I honestly think that Corey Joseph is going to lead the Detroit Pistons to a championship. Ah. I truly believe that. yes. Ah, maybe in another um, dimension. Yes. Maybe, but who knows? Speaking of. Yeah franchise players another player that i think is gonna do really well is brad wanamaker as you know i'm a golden state fan so seeing brad wanamaker leave was was depressing to say the least you know he was a great player even though he missed every shot he took and now he plays for the charlotte hornets and we got absolutely nothing for him
0: hey you You did get fifty thousand dollars of cash
2: wow that dude wow we can sign like Kawhi with that dude yeah yeah you know brad wanted me i don't think i've even seen him play with the hornets yet i don't know what he's going through but i wish him well in his future endeavors yeah you know i think we need to look at look at a good trade you know we should look
1: at the kelly only trade he was traded for victor oladipo of course he's doing he's doing really good on the rockets actually i think he can be a big part of their future what do you guys think
0: I mean, I'm not really sure about like big part of their future because he's like 28. But I mean, if he wants to stay there and right, has just like a good veteran presence, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, he is he is technically doing better than Victor Oladipo considering Oladipo's barely <laughs> played since he's been to Miami. But if but still, I just it, yeah, I mean, it I is Kelly Olinic at the end of the day. So there's that too? It is, yeah.
2: I mean he's a he's a pretty good bench presence for the for the Rockets though. I mean he gets he can get he can score, I I feel like, you know. Yeah, or is he a right starter? I I'm pretty sure he's a starter, I'm not sure, but he's pretty uh, good. I think he is a starter.
1: He plays yeah, the wood. Because yeah. Because he played one of them plays power forward and one of them is center. Yeah. Right,
0: right, yeah. But uh, Kelly Oling, good for him. At least he at least he's doing something good, something really nice with his career down there in exactly. Houston. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And speak. And speaking of teams that are actually to, uh, that are actually going to go to the playoffs, let's not talk about the Rockets and instead talk about the Warriors. And we're going to do our play-in preview. So, shield since you're the Warriors fan and the Warriors expert here, what are your thoughts on the playing in the Western I
2: am. I'm very fifty fifty on the play-in tournament in terms of how the Warriors are going to do. You know, they they're eight seed right now, and you know that's pretty good, I'd say. But the thing is, I'm scared because. You know, they have they have games where they play like uh like a first seed team, but they have games where they play like the Timberwolves, you know? And mm-hmm. I just think they need a bit more consistency. I want them to win so badly, but if they go against someone like the Trailblazers or the Mavericks or even the Lakers, if they fall, fall down to the seventh seed, mm-hmm. I don't know how well they're going to do. They might get completely destroyed. So I hope they can win. You know, no matter what's going to happen, they're going to make the play in tournament, but... Winning is that's the real question now. I hope they can get it together and because you know they don't have Kelly Uber anymore, Wiseman's gone, Clay hasn't been here for the whole season, so it's kind of hard this late in the season to kind of figure things out without those key players. That's but true. We'll see, we'll see how they do. Hopefully, they can win.
0: But yeah, Adam, what about you? You got any thoughts about the playing tournament in the West and the Warriors in general?
1: Yeah, it's just sad to see all the injuries that the Warriors had to deal with. I personally think that they weren't going to make a deep playoff run, but, like, now with, like... Because with the Kelly-Uber trade, he was supposed to be a key piece to them, but I feel like he's been kind of, like, underperforming and the fact that he's injured at the moment, so I feel like it's going to be tough. Like, I don't even know if they can make the play, the uh, playoffs anymore, even with even if they do... If, even if they are in the play-in tournament, I don't think they have a high chance at the moment because, like Shields said, it's hard to adjust at this point in the season, you know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean,
0: I don't really have anything to add pretty other than like what you guys said. So, I guess that's no so I guess like moving on from the Warriors. Uh what about uh what about the Lakers season this year? I mean, they despite the fact that like LeBron and Anthony Davis have missed like a, a very very large uh, large amount of time, they are still, I believe they're the 6th seed. They're the 6th seed right now. They're and, the 5th seed. Uh, they're the 5th seed, seed, seed right now,
2: yeah. As of yeah. now, yeah.
0: Okay, so they're the fifth seed, and they did just beat the Denver Nuggets last night mm-hmm. without yeah. without LeBron James, or obviously the guy who's been the, who's been one of their best players this year, and probably their best ball handler outside of LeBron, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's definitely oh.
2: their X factor. With like yeah, obviously he's, LeBron is out and, for yeah. ten ten to fourteen days because of protocols. That's not good yeah. at all. Yeah, I think he'll be back in time for the plane, though, right?
0: Uh, playoffs, if, yeah, he will be back in time for the playoffs for sure.
2: Yeah, because the seventh and fifth seeds are separated by one game now, so it's anyone's game really between the Lakers, Mavs, and Trailblazers. Who's going to be that seventh seed?
0: Exactly, and the Lakers and I'm pretty sure the Lakers and Trailblazers also have a game coming up. So yeah, that's going to be. I, an interesting I do believe
2: portion. though, there's a lot of you know negativity towards the Lakers right now, but people mm-hmm. are forgetting that it takes time to you know readjust, especially exactly. after missing so much time. And you can never, ever, ever, ever count out LeBron in the playoffs. You know, we've said this so many times. He exactly. will do what it needs, what needs to be done to get this team back to the finals.
1: But then the question is, how ready will he be, like when the playoffs do come? Because right that now, he's is, using, yeah. he's using his uh, game time as like recovery. You know, like these regular yeah. season games.
2: Exactly. You're right. You're right. That's true. That is I the mean, true. Like,
0: For me personally, like, because like I've been watching LeBron ever since I started watching, well, be and being a Heat fan and all that like i've seen like this guy like for like pretty like pretty first hand right so i guess what i can say is he'll be re- like he'll be rusty in like his in like one or two games during the playoffs and then you're going to get those conversations that you always do you know is lebron james has lebron james finally lost it you know all of those and then he's going to get a triple double and lead his team to a big win and then suddenly everyone remembers that they're talking about the yep. the greatest or the second greatest player of all time
1: Yep. Exactly. You can never count out LeBron in the playoffs. Turns into Superman in the playoffs. Literally. Dude, it's tough.
0: Yeah, he's
2: he's people keep doubting him but he proves them wrong every single time.
0: So Yeah, sticking yeah. with like the sticking with like the Western Conference, right? So the defensive player of the year race this year, it's actually like it's pretty close, right? I'm guessing that along along with uh Rudy Gobert obviously and Ben Simmons. Do you guys have anyone else? in the race right now or is it just those two
2: i mean um, i think it's between those two personally i had i had, had miles turner in it but he's like injured now
1: so yeah i guess mm. there's like some people that like are like considerations like tj mcconnell and um but i think the main two like you said are are it's it's pretty clear right now it's either ben simmons or rudy gobert yeah who,
0: yeah. Would, you, who would you guys pick personally uh, just like out of uh, those two
1: Personally, I would pick I would pick Ben Simmons just because he said it himself. He can guard the one through five, and yeah. Rudy Gobert is more of a rim protector. So I feel yeah. like Ben Simmons is a lot more versatile, which I think I think he would he
2: it would be a better fit for him to win it. I I would have to agree with that. He can guard. He's like Draymond in the sense where he can guard any player that needs to be guarded. You know, the best player in the team can guard yeah. them. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with that too because, like, I've always been high on Ben Simmons, and like I know, like the non-shooting and all that has has been a problem for him. But if the but if this guy just like if he just gets a bit more aggressive on the offensive end, he can literally be one of the best offensive players and defensively. He's been there since his rookie year. He's been one of the best. I mean, even uh, even during I guess the best series of this entire Sixers like run with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, which was the Raptors series where Kawhi hit the game winner. Kawhi, like people tend to forget, right? Kawhi Leonard is actually playing pretty terribly in that game seven, and for a majority of that game, he was guarded by Ben Simmons. Right. And even this year, Ben Simmons, if you just watch the Sixers, you can see his impact because he can he can switch one through five and he's never faced.
2: Yeah. It's not to yeah. say, though, Rudy Gobert is, like, you know, not a good – he's a great defender, but – He's just not like, as versatile.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: he
1: he can guard any perimeter players.
2: Yeah. But he – but obviously, you know, anywhere near the rim, he's going to be there, you know? He's going to be the tower that he is. But in a in a playoff series where you have – the person, you know, something like James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, taking the last shot, you know, I'd rather have Ben Simmons than Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert, you know, obviously, right? Because they're not going to go to the rim. They're going to probably take a jump shot, right? And yeah. that's just how it is these days. So I'd right. rather have Ben 100%. Simmons starting them. So, you know?
0: I, get, I mean, I tend to agree with that too. Speaking, speaking of taking jump shots, um, there's been two players, right, that actually really have surprised me this year. And they right. and, and both of them it has significantly been in like on the offensive end in general, especially shooting. And mm-hmm. both of them also have the same last game. So it's both Michael Porter Jr. and Kevin Porter Jr. Oh so yeah. like yeah. For Michael Porter Jr., right? This guy, like he w- he was drafted so low at fourteen. And everyone knows like the story behind that, right? Because he had a back injury and Everyone and a lot of teams were concerned, and obviously the Nuggets made out like bandits. Because I mean, if he's good, if if he turned out to be good, which he is, they got a steal. And if he sucked, it's the fourteenth pick. Who cares, right? Right. And this year he's been really good. His defense it has gotten a bit better, but it still does need work. And he still is targeted a lot on a lot by opposing players. Like for example, whenever they play that, like whenever they play the Nets, Kyrie, Kyrie, or James Harden. Because Kevin Durant didn't play against him yet this year, I believe. They always right. they always try to switch on to Michael Porter Jr. in a pick and roll and then isolate against him. And even last year during the playoffs, we saw this, but on offense, man, this guy's just been great.
2: Yeah, he's been I mean, since ever since the bubble, I knew he was gonna be a great player. Like exactly he just needs some time. And I think like you said, defense needs to develop, but imagine him three four years from now he's gonna be amazing he can already score the ball really well he can shoot dunk any everything it's gonna be great
1: i completely agree he's the real deal i think even kevin
0: porter jr i mean like we all know like we all know right like why he got traded from the Cavs because like uh, because there's like alleged attitude issues and such because If you guys remember, there was a story how like when and Prince was traded to Cleveland in the James Harden trade this year, Kevin Porter Jr. was really upset because and Prince had his locker, so he like threw food there or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I heard.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I remember.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, aside from that, right? The Rocket, the Rockets got a steal here. I mean, they got Kevin Porter Jr. for like sec for a second round pick, and second round picks are like so common nowadays. So. I mean, yeah, I don't like, I don't want to say like who cares. I mean, because these guys are still NBA players and all that, but a second round pick is one of the most expendable assets that a team right. can have. Right. Right. And they got, and they got a guy, whether he's a star or not, we don't know yet, but he, but he definitely does have a future of being at, at best, it was like at worst, sorry, like a starter on a right. good team. And yeah, he, did, he, did score he dropped.
2: 50. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say that he dropped 50 a couple, like, was it a yeah. couple days ago, a week? I don't know. But yeah. yeah. He, is, in he He can ball, though. In, he had such a short time in the G League, and he played really well there, and it translates really well in the NBA, actually. He's playing extremely well. Yeah, if the Rockets can find their groove, you know, kind of fix their injury problem or not fix, but kind of get, you know, have dealt with their injury problems, they can be, I wouldn't say, like, obviously a great team, but much better than what they are right
0: now, obviously. They can be, like, a competent team, so, like, not, like, they wouldn't be, like, the 15th seed, but they'd be around, like, the 11 to 13 range. Could
2: be even more. Who knows?
0: Could make. You know? Could be. Yeah. I yeah. don't know.
2: We haven't seen like a fully healthy Christian Wood, John Wall, you know, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. sort of thing, exactly. you know? Exactly. I don't
1: think John Wall is going to get any better, though. Yeah. So they have to rely on Kevin Porter Jr. That's right. Wood. Right.
2: That's true. Yeah. But at least yeah. having him there is better than, you as know, as a veteran presence. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I mean, I have a question for you guys about John Wall actually, because everyone knows like John Wall. He makes like forty-seven million or something this year, right? Like Andy, like forty-four million this year. I think he has a player option until twenty-twenty-three, mm-hmm. so he's obviously not going to opt out. He it would be criminal if he opts out at uh, opts out at that. What do you think yeah. the Rockets should do with him? Should they just keep him until like he wants to be bought out, or should because you no, know, or or should they just buy him out now and get it over with? Um, because no one's gonna trade for him, obviously. So. Yeah, that's true. That's a, no, that's no, a good no question. Yeah, I
2: think I think they should keep him because, although you know he he's been injured, he he has played well for them this year. Exactly. You know, he hasn't been um, bad. He hasn't been bad at yeah, all. Yeah, when he did play, he's been really good. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I mean he he can still score you like twenty points a game. He's a good. Uh, he can get you like he's averaging like what twenty and seven this year or something like that. He's doing yes. pretty well or he did pretty well. So I think although his salary is a, is a lot, it's kind of, bad.
0: yeah, like, I mean. I mean, for OG. me, it's always better to have something than to have nothing, right? So, I mean, yeah, they, are, exactly. they are rebuilding this year. And if John Wall wants to stay, there's no real harm in keeping him because they already have, like, people they are developing at the point guard spot. They have uh, they have uh, Kevin Porter Jr. right now, obviously. Mm. So... Like so, it's not really a big deal whether he's there or not. Uh, Anyways, enough about John Wall. I think that's enough. I think that's enough John Wall talk for the rest of this season.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, and like,
0: that's uh, what
1: the Rockets said as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very
0: clever, very clever, Mister Rat. Very clever. And speaking of somebody who's both clever and somewhat of a goat, we're gonna talk about Eric Collins. Do you guys know who Eric Collins is? Of course,
2: I know who Eric Collins is tell us you tell us all about he him. is the best commentator one of the best commentators to ever oh man the guy by. electrifies every Charlotte Hornets game. i literally watch hornets games and highlights just because of the commentator when every time there's a dunk or a pass or even a free throw this guy is just extremely enthusiastic and and it just makes his like the hornets games fun to watch Dude, like honestly this guy should be the mvp it, it just, dude, 100%. literally, that's what I've been saying. You know, like, yeah. just can you guys imagine if he was commentating the NBA Finals alongside oh, yeah. Mike Breen? Dude, oh, there a for yeah. that. Oh my goodness, bro, they yeah. would get so many views and and money. Oh, that'd be amazing.
0: It, it would be. He's just be, he's just been good. I mean, I learned so many phrases that I didn't that I never even knew existed. You know, good golly, Miss Molly. Oh my, hum
1: diddly dee, hum diddly d
2: Oh right. man,
0: Eric, Eric
2: Collins is the goat. Yeah, he's amazing. He just—I wish he could commentate finals games. Maybe he might get promoted or something. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. He's getting a ESPN lot of attention. Should, so. ESPN
0: or TNT should look into hiring this guy. I mean, hey, if it's yeah. the finals, I think that's ESPN. So yeah, ESPN should hire this guy. Yeah, right. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of somebody who's a goat and switching to someone who's a uh, mediocre, or a bunch of individuals who are mediocre. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics. Do you guys have anything to say about that? I'm oh man. I'm surprised
2: honestly at, at what happened with them this season, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: in terms of you know their record and how they've been playing. I know COVID affected them a lot with their missing games and stuff. Yeah, but at one point the Warriors were playing better than the Celtics, which just shocked me. You know, they're playing better now, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I I think Honestly, they can make a pretty good playoff run because they kind of found their groove now. Jason Tatum's been playing amazing. Jalen yeah. Brown, Kemba, you know, yeah. they all found their stride.
1: I think they just had to deal with injuries and COVID in the past. But now that they have a healthy team, they should be good. Exactly. And yeah, Kemba's, like, getting back into his groove, too. He's been yeah. playing pretty yeah. pretty good recently. So I think true. they Rel- can make
0: a good playoff run. Yeah, relatively now, they've been good. I mean, like, early in the season, it was that plus. Like, the roster construction hasn't exactly been the best right because i mean like ever since like ever since al horford left right they've been looking for a good singer and they yep. haven't really been able to, not a good singer sorry like a great center right and they haven't really been able to find that yet robert williams could be that could be that guy but he's still but he's still pretty young and he does still foul a lot which is why like brad stevens doesn't play him too too much but they had to but this year right do you guys remember how they traded Daniel Tice for Mo Wagner in like one of those random trades? Right. Yeah. Yes,
2: I do. I do. I do. Yeah.
0: Right. So, do you know where? Do you know what Mo Wagner is doing for them right now? I uh, do not. Nothing. He's got nothing. He got waived a few weeks ago. Oh my god. <laughs> right. I don't know why they would trade Daniel Tice though. He was. Oh, well, they had because no, he was good, right? But it's because like that to pay him this year. Mm-hmm. I he's thought he was their trade.
2: main center though,
1: with Tristan Thompson as the backup. Yeah.
0: No, Tristan Thompson's like the he, they should have been that way, but they did one of two things. They either played both of them together, which was a terrible idea, or they played uh Tristan Thompson as the main singer because he's the one who's being paid more. And honestly, Tristan Thompson's a bigger game than Daniel Tice. Yes, yeah, right? true. Like if you're gonna pay a guy like nine million dollars, you'd rather he start than the guy than Daniel Tice. You know what I'm saying? But I don't even think they should have signed Tristan Thompson because if they actually kept Daniel Tice, right, they wouldn't. They could have paid him, like, $9 million a year, which is around what Daniel Tice is worth. Do you, you guys tend to agree on that? I agree. Yeah,
2: I'd say so. That's pretty, Good. yeah. Right?
0: So they could have just paid Daniel Tice the money that Tristan Thompson is making rather than having to trade him for literally nothing because Moe yeah. Wagner got
2: waived. And on- another thing is kind of, like, just still talking about the Celtics. Peyton Pritchard is a steal for the for the Celtics.
0: 100 percent
2: He is playing amazing for as a as a bench player, as a role player. It's really good. Yeah. I don't know, he's I and he's be. only gonna get better He's like, exactly. He's guys. he hasn't even reached his like floor yet, for example. He's exactly not like let alone his ceiling,
0: you know. Yeah, sticking with the Eastern Conference, right? How do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about the Eastern Conference play-in so far?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's um Compared to the West Plain, it's there's a there's a pretty big difference, you know. Oh yeah. You have like I mean, I right now Hornets, Pacers, Wizards, Raptors. Yeah. yeah and uh, The Celtics. Yeah,
0: Hornet, and I guess the Bulls too. Yeah, the but, Bulls
1: are the 12th seed. But I, don't, I mean, yeah. I don't really like
0: factor the Bullsing anymore because Zach Levine's been out for like two weeks. There's like six game. There's like six or mm. seven games left. No, oh, yeah, really the Bulls gonna
1: recently got injured too. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, that's
2: great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Maybe... no, it's
0: just sad, man. The like the Eastern Conference play in because I mean the Raptors, right? Just recently, you you guys have seen like how bad they've been. Right? Oh, oh yeah, all, yeah, it's just once again barely, COVID, and they just went from like I think they went from like eleventh uh, from tenth to eleventh. Then they went to 12th, and then they went to 11th. And they're just, they're just shifting between those three spots. Yeah. Or so between just like 10 and 11. want to
2: just forget about this season, you know? Yeah. Move on. Exactly. exactly. Uh, what Nobody about the we... Wizards, though? Do you guys think they'll, they'll do good? I, I mean... think... Yeah, go ahead.
0: Not that, sorry. Oh,
2: no, it's okay. You go. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the Wizards... Russell Westbrook has been playing like like a god as of late, you know? He's been... He and, and Beal are literally carrying this team. I think they've been playing really, really, really well. And I, I think they have a solid chance of making the playoffs. Where, where they go from the playoffs, though, I don't know. But I think they – because, right, I think they're a much better team than the Pacers as of now. Yeah. But I don't know about the Celtics or Hornets, but since Lamelo's back now. So we'll see what, what the future holds, you know? Yeah.
0: I don't think they're better than the Hornets just because, like, the, just because the, because Lamelo's back now. Yeah. But again, with with the Hornets, like there's another concern because Miles Bridges just entered health and safety, so you don't know how long he's going to be. And they don't have Gordon Hayward either. They don't have Gordon Hayward either right now. Yeah, and but Hayward just—I think oh, sorry, he'll, he'll be close to coming
2: back, right? If they do make the playoffs, he'll be lucky
1: oh, yeah. if he comes back like by the end of the regular season. That's true. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I don't like, know about just the regular season. Yeah. right? It's just the Hornets have been good recently, but with the but with the Wizards. They went on they've they've been going on this tear, right? Right. And sure, even if they do make the play in, like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Because no matter what happens, they're just gonna get they're just they're just gonna get bounced out in the first round by like the Nets, the Sixers, the the Nets or the Sixers, depending on where they finish.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Do you guys right. think Russell Westbrook will break his uh will break Oscar
0: Robertson's triple double record this season? Yes, I do. He's currently at. Uh, I think he needs four more triple doubles as of May fourth. So Uh, he needs four more triple doubles, and the Wizards have around seven games left in the season. So if he gets four more, then he'll be the all-time leader.
2: And he's been on a triple double like care. You know, he's just getting triple doubles every day, every game. You know.
0: And he also Uh, just if you look at his averages, right? He current he he's now officially going to average a triple double this season as well.
2: Wow, he did it like that's crazy. Yeah. He's proving everyone wrong, including me. I did not think he'd do that again.
0: Me as well. And a lot of people have, and a lot of like, just in our discussions, I have been known to be kind of a Westbrook non-believer. So I'll admit Mm. that he did prove me wrong this year.
2: Oh, that's always good though. You know, if your player proves you wrong, right? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you know, you all want them to do, we all want them to do good, right? Exactly. Adam, you've been
0: known to be a Westbrook fan. Uh, Oh, Yes. Yeah, dude, I think I think he just
1: didn't work. Like the he didn't it was interesting to see him with Harden last year. I just I just don't think it would have worked out cuz they're just too th- like mm-hmm. they both need the ball in their hands, right? So I think now yeah. that he's on the Wizards, he's with Bradley Beal who doesn't he plays like off the ball a lot more, way more than Harden does. Yeah. So I think he, yeah. it was just it was just he needs to be on the right team to do good. Exactly. I mean, but with that being said, I don't I don't think he'll ever win a ring because he I I find him to be a selfish player. So i don't think i don't think he, he has the ability to win a ring but uh as a as like a player he, he is a really good he's doing really good on the wizards
0: Oh yeah and by selfish yeah. you don't mean like he's a ball or anything like that but like by selfish as in like i guess like uh because i do agree with you on that but i don't i don't think selfish is the right word for it i guess you could just say something like he has a problem with trusting his teammates right yeah mm-hmm. exactly and when his shots are going in, he's one of the best players ever. But when his shots aren't going in, and we've seen this before, like what like you you would never want him to be on the court because he's he's gonna shoot your team out of the game, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. And credit to, and credit to him. This year he, he is leading the NBA in clutch field goals. So his shots are going in as of now.
2: Never would I have expected that. Ever. To be honest, I thought it would have been like Steph or Dame or something like
0: that, you know? Uh, yeah, Steph, Dame, Malcolm Brogdon's like underratedly clutch him as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But oh, What well, are you guys' I'll... thoughts on the playing tournament, though, in general? Like, do you think it's a good idea? Do you, do you think there should, they should, like, get rid of it, change it, or anything like that?
2: Um, Like, real quick, before I say that, I think off the court, though, Russell Westbrook is an amazing player for the community. Like, the things he does for them, it's, it's really great. Oh, yeah. But yeah, besides that, uh, the playing tournament, you know, I before I kind of thought it was a bad idea because mm-hmm. uh, just because of the, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. But now that I think about it, it's a good idea because it gives, especially with the West, it's so close and it's kind of not fair that just because, you know, a team has one more win than the ninth seed that they get to be in the playoffs, right? Like, does you know, there's a lot of like,
0: you know, does nice. this team
2: really deserve to be, in the playoffs, compared to the team who was just one less win, so I guess oh, a yeah. playing yeah, tournament yeah. gives them, uh, like it shows who the real deal is for the eight seed. I know that sounds kind of weird because of the eight seed, but it's, I think it's a good idea.
0: Yeah. I Adam, agree. what about you? No, I completely agree with what Shield says. Yeah. yeah, I. I mean, for me, like I do agree that it's a good idea, right? But they should change how it's done because right now, right, like. As we're seeing as we're seeing in the Eastern Conference like there's a few teams that are still in the play and they're they're in the play race despite the fact that they're a lot they're, they're pretty far behind the eight seed and seven seed right so I think they should change so I, I think they should change it from instead of automatically having like the 10 seed and nine seed and the nine seed be involved they should do like they should do it similar to how it was in the bubble mm-hmm because in the bubble, like you had to be like a certain amount of games behind or something like that. So this is just my idea for it. I think that if the nine seed is, uh, if the nine seed is eight games, not eight games. What am I saying? Just give me one second here. I got it. So the seventh, so the seventh and the eighth seed should play for the seventh seed if there's a difference of two of two and a half games or less. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Right, and then the eight and and then. For the rest of it, right? The ten seed and the nine seed should play if the ten seed is within five games of the eight seed, and if the nine seed is within three games of the eight seed, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And the ten seed and the, and then people may ask, well, why does it matter if you're nine or ten? It matters because of home court advantage, right?
2: Yeah, especially. I mean, not this forward, year, yeah. obviously. Because yeah, not this COVID, year, but, but moving forward, yeah, forward. after COVID's over, yeah,
0: right. So the ninth seed would obviously have home court advantage in this, right? And they would only have to, and they would, wouldn't would have to, what do you call it, try as hard, I guess, because home court advantage is, is a pretty substantial effect. I mean, we've seen it this year, right? There's certain teams who rely a lot more on the crowd than others, like the Raptors, for example. Mm-hmm. Or the Heat. Or the Heat, exactly. Or literally any team, <laughs> you know? Yeah, not exactly. I mean, how many Minnesota Timberwolves fans are there, you know?
2: I mean, I guess you make a fair point. You make a fair point. Even the Warriors, the Warriors have
0: great fans oh, yeah. too. Yeah, the That's Warriors
2: true. fans are one. Yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah. Exactly.
0: Anyways, all right? So that would so that would be the main advantage for being the nine over the ten. So the ten and nine seed should pull each other to determine who plays the loser of seven versus eight for the eight seed. But they should have it in a way where there's only a certain distance between them because if like the ten seed, for example, is like seven games or eight games behind. The behind the eighth seed, right? Then why should they be allowed to even compete? Because it's pretty clear they're not in the same league, you know.
2: You mm-hmm. mm-hmm. make a fair point. Make a fair point. Yeah, you should just ask uh, the commissioner about this. You know, see what he thinks, man.
0: Oh yeah, I'll just uh, go up to Adam Silver's office. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. All right. So speaking of uh, bad teams, right? There's some. Fe- there's like certain teams which do have a pretty promising future. So, which teams in the NBA do you guys think? I guess, like, each of you could do, like, two teams each, and then I'll go. So, Adam, I'll start
1: with you. OKC and the Rockets. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: OKC, only because considering how how many draft picks they have. And the GM is the guy, the drafted guys like Westbrook, Durant, and found gems like the Dorts guy, you know. Yeah, Blue Dort. Yeah, that guy, yeah. So, I think they have a very, very, very promising future.
0: That's true. He also drafted Harden, Ibaka. He traded. He traded away a bunch of like a bunch of random picks for four pretty productive players, right? Like he uh, if like if you guys remember, right, during the James Harden trade, like people like it was a bad trade overall, right? But Kevin Martin was actually really good for the Thunder. But it's just no one remembers that because Kevin Martin's like a good role player, and James Harden's, you know, the MVP. Right. So even so, even in like the worst trade he's ever made, Sam Presti did find did manage to actually find someone good, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And honestly, yo, for what me, What about Houston, Adam.
1: Oh. Houston. Yeah, I, uh, I think I said this before. As long as they can develop uh, Kevin Kevin Porter, and then they keep Christian Wood. And they have the veteran presence of John Wall. I, I think they can... Uh, yeah, I think they have a great future, along with, like, the draft picks they have.
0: That's true. Phil, what about you?
2: Uh, for me, I'd go with the uh Thunder, as Adam was saying, and the the Dallas Mavericks. The Thunder, mm-hmm. obviously, because of the draft picks, right, they have, like, so many, right? They're, they have yeah. a very good future set up. And then the Mavericks, you know, they're already doing good this season, but COVID got in the way of the first kind of like starting of the season and they would have had a much better record but if they if they all stay healthy especially uh, Porzingis <laughs> him and Luca are gonna they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with in the future they can easily be a three do, or four seed do you think they need a third piece like a third like star oh if they get a third star they're automatically title contenders right away
0: I don't think they need a third star but they need better they need a better supporting cast namely they need like a, they need a wing defender, right? Mm-hmm. Because every good every good team needs that type of player. So somebody like a Jay Crowder, right? Andre Iguodala, like, like how Andre Iguodala was more on the Warriors. He's still good now, but obviously he's like a lot older. Yeah. Right. But somebody like that, or, or even Jeremy Grant, for that matter. Oh, I was gonna bring him yeah. up too. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, I guess for most promising future, I'm gonna go a bit more outside of the box. I'm I would obviously say the Thunder too, but you guys pretty much said everything I could. Yeah. So instead of the Thunder, I'll take the Pelicans actually, because the Pelicans they have oh, a very, yeah. very good setup. Good court. And they yeah. do have a substantial amount of picks, right? I do think they have some roster issues they need to figure out, like Eric Bledsoe, like because their spacing is just god-awful with Eric Bledsoe, Steven Adams, si- and Zion mm-hmm. on the court, and along with Brandon Ingram. And Brandon Ingram's a good three-point shooter, but it's not like his main skill set. He's more right. Yeah. Even Lonzo, even even Lonzo Ball, he Lonzo Ball's been great from three this year, but he's still but shooting isn't his main priority and it's not his best skill either. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they do need to figure out some spacing issues, like get rid of Eric Bledsoe. Just try as hard as you can to get rid of Eric Bledsoe. Right. And I think Steven Adams is also gonna get moved in the future. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, he's like he's on a pretty cheap contract, like 12 million a year. And he's not Mm -hmm. signed for too, too long. So I think he should, I think he's going to get moved too. But other, but yeah, the Pelicans they are just, they're just really solid because they have, they have two, they have like three foundational players, right? They have Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, obviously, Zion Williamson. They also have like Nikhil Alexander Walker off the bench. He's been really good.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess for the second
0: pick, I would, I don't know if this counts as like the future per se, but like, the Sacramento King, the not the Sacramento Kings. They had it. They used to have a promising future until they screwed it all up a few years ago by signing Corey Joseph and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, hey, the King, Kings the Kings fans, they should be happy that they got lucky with Tyrese Halliburton because honestly oh, – he's like, great.
2: He's great, yeah. He's
0: amazing. One of my favorite players to watch because other than like Tyrese Halliburton and Deere and Fox and I guess maybe Marvin Bagley, there's nothing worth keeping. On the Kings roster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, if they can yeah. figure out, you know, which players but, to go where, they have a pretty good... I don't good... know if this counts, right, for the future, but I'd take the Hawks, actually. Okay. Because Lang has been amazing this year first, so, I, that, so that's why I don't really know if it counts as future because all their players are still really young. Like, I think John Collins is only, like, twenty, like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Trey, Young's, Trey Young is in his third year in the league.
2: Yeah right exactly. so and then they also
0: have bogdan bogdanovich he's not a young player per se but he's still he's not he's not exactly like an, an aging veteran either you know so i don't know if they the, for the hawks it really counts as a future they also have deandre hunter who i think if he didn't get injured i think deandre hunter could have been in the conversation for a most improved player
1: kapow is yeah. playing really good too kapow leading is the playing league really in too. rebounds exactly. yeah it's a good amount of blocks Yeah.
2: Most of those guys aren't even in their prime yet. So let's exactly. imagine that's gonna be good, fun to watch. Yeah,
0: that's true. And I'll admit Trey Young, he has gotten a lot better this year. Cause especially at the start of this year and last year, he did he used to do a lot of like I don't know if you just call this cheap stuff, right? Oh, with the fouling, right? Yeah, with the fouling, right? Yes, yeah. Exaggerating contact, deliberately stopping and bumping into people and things like that. And he relied a lot on free throws. And because of that, he took a lot of bad shots, right? But now he's gotten a lot better at, like, deferring.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, he's he's been improving, too.
2: 100%. 100%.
0: So, for our next segment, we're actually going to do a little bit of a debate between Adam and Shield.
2: Yes, yes. And the debate... is Steph Curry versus James Harden who's better? You know we've had oh, this debate many yeah. times, yeah. We have, we have, but uh, how about you? You can start us off, Adam.
1: Say your points. I I'll... personally believe James Harden is better because he, he will go down. I, I know Curry is one of the best shooters, he is the probably going to be the best, the best, the best shooter. shooter, yeah. <laughs> but I believe James Harden is going to go down as the, one of the best shooting guards to ever play. He has the be, one of the best euro steps in the game. He's actually uh he's made about 2500 three-pointers in his career which is mm. pretty not obviously not as good as shooters as Steph but he's still pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, I think I think I think Keats has like the ability to like carry a team whereas Steph
2: doesn't as you can see in this season. Well, first of all, I would say I will agree with you in the sense that James Harden will go down as one of the best shooting guards in the NBA cuz he's an amazing player. Mm-hmm. But personally uh, with you saying about the carryings without Steph, we saw like the season before this, the Warriors were dead last, right? The Warriors were like what? They won like 15 games in the year. With Steph, they are literally a playoff team because of him. Like well, right bare, now.
1: They're barely a playoff team. Right. That's the thing.
2: But most of the, I'd say like 95% of the games that they've lost isn't because of Steph. It's because of, you know, other players not stepping up, not taking it or not taking like, you know the 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 role they need to not playing well, right? Making mistakes, and you can see Steph is playing like a like a demigod right now with how he's literally putting the team on his back and carrying them. So,
1: what do you think would happen though if like uh, James Harden was on the Warriors instead of Steph right now?
2: I don't know. I think James Harden would also lead them to a good record as well. But I'm saying the gra like if you would just imagine. Like, even if you just had Clay, just one more player, and he had Clay on the team, they would not be eighth seed. They'd be fourth or fifth seed, 100% guaranteed.
0: Ah, that's a bit of a stretch, but I right. think because, dude,
2: the gravity that Steph has, he gets double teamed every single game, double teamed to triple teamed, and yet he still manages to score 31 points a night. If you You're had right. someone like Clay who takes off that pressure, which is a substantial amount of pressure, imagine but what Steph he, would do.
0: Right. But in the case of Clay Thompson, can he still, right? Because like, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. So, for both you guys, so in the, in, so in Shield's case, right, you, you said that like he does take a lot of pressure off, which is 100% true. But in the case of, but in the case of Clay Thompson specifically, right, this, you have to remember this guy's going to be coming off of a touring Achilles and a touring ACL. Those are literally the two worst injuries that a basketball player can suffer. So, he hasn't touched a basketball in almost two years on the NBA court, at least. Mm-hmm. Right, so you don't know how he's gonna be, and in Adam's case, in regards to the carrying, right? James Hart, uh, James Harden, he can carry a team, and I think he could carry a team to a better record just because of his play style. Because he, like, even you, if you look at any like metric whatsoever, James Harden is the greatest isolation player of all time. Oh yeah, 100%. yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, right, but I I guess James Harden, in comparison to Steph Curry, James Harden's less of a team first player than Steph Curry is. Yeah. So there's that aspect of it too. So you have to see like who really makes their teammates better. But anyways, continue, guys.
2: Yeah, and Steph has uh, you know two MVPs, but uh, you know one more than James Harden. You know, so that's okay. That. Yeah, that, that but, is true. That is true. But it's a very, it's a very, I'd say, a close debate. You know, there's no. Like real answer has to. I think that. yeah, it is a very close debate, and then uh, I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to like
1: personal preference, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's kind of it's hard to compare them because they're so different, you know. Like, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not bad, not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. As for I thought verdict, there would be a war, but it was pretty uh, civil, a civil debate, uh, you know. Kept the peace, kept the As peace. For, exactly.
0: Yeah. As for a verdict, I'm gonna have to give it to Adam. Oh, on. on oh. Yeah. Oh, I see the
1: yeah. bias. I see the bias, bro. Is that a yeah. is that an objective
0: opinion or is that a bias? Oh, it's a... What? I mean, it is an objective opinion. I am sick, And I'm in no way saying this after looking at the cash Adam just sent you via a transfer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. But yeah. So what... Wait, so Shil, I think you should lead us into our next segment.
2: Yeah, now we've had a kind of friendly debate. Now let's talk about some hot takes. We're always going to have some hot takes on this podcast. It's true. What do you guys think of this hot take? Devin Booker is better than Donovan Mitchell. I agree. I before you guys, uh, you know, say your points. I say I have to agree with that. So let's start off with uh, you, Mr. Robinov. What do you
0: think? Oh, I I agree with that. I agree with that. Not one hundred percent, like entirely, but the but Devin Booker I'd say is a better player than Donovan Mitchell for the following reasons. One, in terms of skill, there's nothing Donovan Mitchell does that Devin Booker can't do. Right. Right. Nothing like nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Secondly, Devin Booker, he is he like Devin Booker is still very young. So he has a lot more room to grow than Donovan Mitchell does. Right. Because I think because Donovan Mitchell, he was an older rookie when he came in. I think he's like he's like 26, 27 right now. Something right. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So Donovan Mitchell, so this is basically as good or almost as good as Donovan Mitchell's ever going to get. Mm hmm. And Devin Booker has a potential to be a lot better. Plus, I think Devin Booker is a much better facilitator than Donovan Mitchell is too. Right. Right. And with and another thing with uh, Devin Booker is he's al- he's always binging a situation where he had to do everything, right? So that's why th- So that's why you always had those rumors on whether or not he was just an empty stat guy or anything like that. But ever since like Chris Paul or even last year in the bubble, when DeAndre Aiden came alive, when Mikhail Bridges uh, basically – figured it figured out everything he needed to and the suns were amazing right and that and you can't just say that that was because of chris paul devin booker especially he was, just, he was playing out of his mind and only because of the seating rules did the suns not make the playoffs last year
2: yeah yeah so i guess that that's what have, i'd have to take to... i
1: have to agree with that i think it's very close but yeah like kumar said i'd have to go with devin booker
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah okay all right yeah i mean How about... I think uh, I think it's time to time to end off the episode today, guys. I think we had some good topics we discussed. Yeah, any any final words from either of you guys?
1: No, just thank you guys for having me. It was an thank honor you. to come it on the show. Pleasure. Thank you for coming.
0: Yeah, it was a pleasure. Hey. And by the way, uh, all of you guys, all, all you guys, you really should check out the Bigger Picture podcast. Yes, you should. Oh, yeah, Adam's the too. host of Adam. Tell them a little bit about your podcast.
1: Oh uh, well, it's a podcast where we essentially just have a genuine conversation with the with whoever I have as a guest. We talk about all aspects of life. We talk about the guest itself, and it's a it's a great podcast to tune into. I
2: think you guys should listen to it. It definitely yeah. is it definitely. Is. You guys should definitely check it out. So that yeah. is the
0: bigger picture podcast, and it's available anywhere Everywhere. podcasts are available. Everywhere. Really, yes, yes. yeah, Everywhere.
2: yeah. Well, uh, I think uh, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. We shall be back next week with another one. And yeah, thank you guys for coming. We'll see you the next time. Peace out.